0: system can't handle the heat. We welcome back to another episode of can't handle the heat boy g SWiz. join with us chokesy chokesy how are we doing brother
1: doing good you're screaming in my ear i i'd turn you down but you're good
0: i'm dude how are you guys doing i don't feel like i'm yelling doing good micah <laughs> micah Mike Mike, how are we doing brother
2: doing good doing good
0: i said joined by us joe yeah, I, saw, I heard that as well. Dude, I'm so out of it, dude. This last couple of days I've been getting such like... I'm, all on, I'm on a terrible sleep schedule right now. Absolutely horrendous. But in... Uh, when
2: you get on a bad
0: sleep schedule, it's so hard to fix it. Yeah, dude. I got to wear my blue light glasses, I think, so I can... Have, don't go to bed at 3 a.m. every night.
2: You because know? you just like end up sleeping any time that's not practice. Yeah. At least that's what I end up doing. And then I can never no, fix yeah, it because I'm like... I have nothing like keeping me accountable to the daylight hours, besides like a practice at like
0: four. Throwback to uh, our first quarantine too. That's what, that's what life was like. We had nothing really, but in local news, well, first of all, this is not going to be a solo dole episode. We're going to have the Eric Shoji on here. Talk about many of the stuff we're about to talk about right now. And um, uh, usually we don't really get political on the show. Um, but this is, <laughs> this affects the, not just the volleyball community, but the world community in, in Ukraine getting invaded by Russia. Does it, first of all, does anyone have a Russian teammate on their team? Just out of curiosity, no, I have a, I have a Russian teammate on my team. And everyone keeps teasing me. They're like, oh, Vitaly's going to, Vitaly's. you better watch out for Vitaly's going to kill you. <laughs> the same. So they're always poking fun. Cause the Bulgarians, you know, them like the bullshit for sure. That's so um, wild. Dude, it is wild, man. Like, I see, like, TikToks, like, alarms, and, like, I sent this TikTok to you, like, cat, like, is, like, in helicopters flying above. And I know people in Borgas, Americans, but they're part of the Army, so, like, I can talk to them and be like, yo, like, is everything good? Like, what's going to go? It's just madness right now. I don't know what your thoughts are, boys. It just seems like it's it, going day by day, like, pretty fast. Dude. Like, yeah. yeah. So Dude, I don't two days know ago-
1: uh, two days ago, everybody, all my teammates, like, "There's no chance they invade." I'm like, uh, "I don't think there's no chance."
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and then things escalated very because yesterday, because the day before, Putin came out and basically recognized. I don't want what are the two names of the territories right, as independent right, right, right. Um, territories, and so as soon as he did that, it became pretty clear that he was going to look to take military action. But yeah, we're not going to get like political. We just want to talk about how it affects more of the volleyball community, and exactly, like, athletes overseas. Like, how how are leagues handling it? What are some repercussions for what's happening? And things, just to update you, because we get written all the time now uh, from people saying, like, oh, what's going on for our TikTok, you know, DMs. So we just want to update you, let you know that our team, we are safe right now. Everybody that we know is safe. I don't know, is there anybody that we know playing in Ukraine? There is a Ukrainian league.
0: There is a league? No Americans. For sure.
2: Not not anyone that I know of. I texted Micah, though, um, and he mm-hmm. said that they're safe and he's feeling yeah. fine. He's a big
1: match tonight. I try, to, I try to get him on. He's like, dude, we have a big match tonight, but he will come on like this weekend or see if we can get him on for next week. Um, but yeah, I'm like, dude, so things are going as normal in Russia. He's like, yeah, we got a match tonight. His country
0: is yeah. <laughs> in just invaded. <laughs> so in terms of geographically, Micah is bordering. Ukraine me Micah
2: Micah you, Christian
0: you as in you
2: oh I'm close I'm like less than three hour drive to Ukraine
0: yeah but they're invading eastern Ukraine you exactly you're that's the difference west,
2: right? is that and from the capital where I think like there's a lot of stuff going on I think we looked it up two days ago 10 hour drive
0: just you think so it's
2: it's like it's, for, it's not it's It's nothing that I'm worried about, obviously. Well, knock on wood, golly. So far. But I I was just saying that I feel like if... Because it's going so fast, um, if the EU like responds in in a kind of heavy way, I'm in the... Me and Joe as well, but I'm in the middle. Yeah. And just like World War II, Poland got trampled because they were in between Russia and Germany. Yeah. and so they were. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of, World War Two took place in Germany. I mean, in um, Poland.
0: So, dude, that would be thing.
2: that would be the, the the worst situation is if, the EU starts to, like get really strict yeah. with Russia and then we're caught in the middle. But, it is what it is.
0: Hundred percent. We're
1: just out here trying. We're we're just out here playing volleyball. Trying to that's win crazy. Some games. Yeah yeah. <laughs> All this stuff going. That that's the crazy thing to move is in like,
0: the league. Yeah. At what it's point like, do we Sorry, Joe. Just continue.
1: No, I'm just saying I think I was going along the same point as you. It's like, all right, we have all this stuff going around. We're here, Volleyball Podcast, so we talk about volleyball, but it's also it's m- way bigger than how it affects volleyball. Like who the hell cares how it affects volleyball? We just want to give you guys an update because we are the, like the least qualified people to speak on like political repercussions and how it'll affect and we don't want you <laughs> listening. So we're just like li- get- we do have connections, obviously, in the volleyball world, and so, you know, with Russia scheduled to host the World Championships this year, that's a huge, we want to talk to Eric about yeah. that, what what the rumors are about that, um, uh, see if FIVB sanctions them in some way, like just, they might just come out and say like, yeah, we're not gonna be dealing with that, and move it at this point, I don't know. I don't think it's too difficult to move because there's infrastructures in other countries around Europe uh, to be able to host the championship like Italy, like Poland, all these other countries, they could easily switch the location for that. Um, but yeah, that's why we want Eric on. He played in Russia last year. I just was, I want to find out just in general, because people always ask how Americans are viewed in Russia. He lived in Russia, uh, in Siberia out there in the middle of nowhere for, uh, for quite a few years. He enjoyed his time. I know Micah Christensen has told me he's it's probably been like the favorite location his favorite location he's played in yet including like all the spots in Italy which was interesting to me he loves wow. it his his son is in school now in this super uh super like elite school like it says he pulls up in like his club car and then it's just like straight just ridiculous car all the other parents are these are like billionaires picking their kids up and he's picking zeke up in this it's a uh, – what's that's what what's the name of the school I don't know when you have like a an international it's all in English. school it's international but there's this I know what you're talking
0: it. about it's um oh god uh, yeah oh my I god don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about quick but question immersion No, not immersion i don't know
1: something like that but um so yeah i just want to get eric on uh get his perspective on that see if he's heard anything on what fivb could possibly do with that world championships obviously this summer How it affects everything else in the level world, his thoughts on it, Uh, a little update on his Zoxa team. They did qualify for Champions League, which was huge. Um, Not a surprise, the defending champion. So,
0: a lot of pressure on that, uh, on their club. But uh, yeah, exciting stuff and crazy times in the world. But two things, two things before, really, really quick. First of all, Perugia, I forget his name, has a Ukrainian on the team. He's a lefty. He's the best Ukrainian, one of the best players in the world. What if he, he they, and that's who Zoksa faces first round? Okay, let's say Perugia goes past first round. Is that Ukrainian? And they play like Sydney, St. Petersburg, or like Dynamo, who that is? Dynamo Moscow? Or no, they play another, there's another, um, what, what happens then? Like, he's not going to enter into Russia. That'd be, that'd be stupid. Like, I don't know. Like, what happens then? also also, um, forget my second point of things. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's welcome on Eric Choji. You can,
2: you can yeah. you can, you
0: can We're now joined by a friend of the show, USA Team National, Libero, and the leading analyst slash reporter of uh, the Ukraine-Russia situation. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, Eric. Thanks for <laughs> hopping on the pod.
3: Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I don't know about that. I'm not a. expert <laughs> about- <laughs> We want I to th- can talk volleyball in it in any in any context, so let's go.
0: We want to throw you a curveball. Basically, we had a little yeah. intro before this, and we all talked about we have absolutely no right. Well, first of all, I don't know about you, but we woke up to the news: Russia invades Ukraine and everything. and We're not really political, so we talked about a little on the volleyball side and how this how inconsiderate it may sound, but we just kind of focused on the volleyball side of things, and we're like, okay, we knew Eric. Played in Russia. We know Eric knows more <laughs> about the USA scene, about the international scene. Uh, so we're like, let's hop on here. But um, but did you wake up to the news this morning? Or how did you find out?
3: I woke up to the news. I woke up to Instagram telling me all my information. Yeah. And then I <laughs> hopped on some websites and read a little <laughs> bit about it. But it is, I mean, it is interesting. Again, I'm also not, like, the most political. I right. I refuse to talk about that with on this podcast with you guys. 100%. Um, but it is interesting for the volleyball world. I'm
0: not going to lie. So do you think...
1: The, the biggest so thing for us... Yeah, no, I was just going to say the biggest thing in our mind was Russia hosting the World Championships and how that can affect that. So obviously that directly affects a lot of people. But I I, I want to touch briefly just upon the reality of like uh, Americans because we got a lot of DMs just how over or overseas athletes deal with these type of stuff and i just want to ask like in russia what is the general um perspective of the civilian population of like americans for example like when you were there because i think people in general have a, a distorted view of what that might be like i spoke to micah Christiansen last week and yeah. he told me how he's loved it and everything but i just want to get your perspective in general how the russian civilians in general treat foreigners and specifically americans
3: yeah so i mean to give a little context i played four years in russia i mean i know we've talked about this i've also lived in like three and a half different cities in russia so ranging from moscow to like the north and then also siberia um my general feeling was on one side of it i did try to keep a lower profile um just because you do hear about you know, the, the relations and people don't really like foreigners, which I would, I'm would i not gonna say it's true, but you do try to keep a lower profile. Now, my friends on the team, their families, I, I directly asked them, what do Russians think of foreigners or Americans? And they said, we don't care at all. That, so that's like the general feeling from the people that I knew, like American coming to play volleyball in Russia we don't care. We really don't care what's going on in America. We don't have a problem. Everything's fine. So it was kind of um, the fear of it and trying to keep a low profile. But then my friends and people on the team, I was, they were like, it doesn't bother us. We yeah. don't care. So it, awesome. it's, it's, it's an interesting vibe for sure.
1: Yeah. No, it's interesting. Yeah. I, like I said, we didn't, didn't want to harp on it. We just talked about it just because we had received a lot of messages and comments. The other thing is it was yeah. interesting. There's a there's an Instagram page called Overseas Athletes, and they're talking about how there's a lot of basketball player American basketball players in Ukraine, and all the clubs in Ukraine are mm. well, telling them like everything's under control, the government's fine, and then now they're basically stuck in Ukraine. Like there's a lot of players who are just yeah. stuck there because they could have gotten out. Uh, a lot of them live in some of those major cities that are under attack, uh, and that's so that's crazy. the difference. Like that's yeah, that's part of living overseas. Though we talk about that club like you don't know what's going on a lot of times within the club like no what's going on with obviously like in your country <laughs> um and you're yeah. kind of just along for the ride in a lot of situations and so this is a situation where their safety could be at risk which is a little bit more serious obviously than not knowing when your for bus sure. leaves or not knowing what your coach just told you yeah. <laughs> so right it's just yeah it, it's kind of crazy o- overseas athletes you As people know, we talk on the podcast, we have so many crazy stories that happen all the time. So just want to touch on that. We do know that.
3: Sorry to interrupt you.
1: We had three um,
3: USA teammates and friends in Israel last year when there was that huge conflict. um, I believe in May or April last year where there were literal bombs and like anti-missiles going on above these guys. And they're taking insane footage. And I'm we were all freaking out like I'm not really close with any of those, but I was still sending messages. I can't even imagine the amount of messages they were getting. Like they had no idea. They just were there. And then all of a sudden it started. So it is kind of true. It's sad that we're kind of just living over here. We don't really (laughs) know what's going on. And then there's all these conflicts, but it it does affect us. Um, I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm scheduled to go to Moscow in three weeks. So I don't know if that is happening. We're supposed to play Dinamo Moscow in Champions League quarterfinals. Obviously a big match, a big tournament. Am mm-hmm. I supposed to go to Moscow? <laughs> Probably not. Like at this point, yeah. me and David Smith as, as American, even Polish people there in the EU, they're kind of against Russia right now. Um, is, is the Polish embassy going to give the Russians visas to come here? Who knows? Like, I have no idea what this conflict mm-hmm. is going to do to Champions League. Perusia, who has a Ukrainian on their team, is supposed to go to Russia. St. Petersburg is supposed to go to, to Perusia and Italy. So it's all up in the air. I'm sure there's a lot going on. Am I told about it? Absolutely <clears> not. <throat> I'm just going, going, with, going with the flow right now.
1: And, you know, you, you we, we talked about your Champions League experience, kind of like transitioning here. We spoke a lot about that. As we say, we're not experts. Any, like, you should not be listening to anything we say re- relating to politics. <laughs> um, we're just giving you a little bit of background um, in terms of, like, what we are experiencing just from today, general news and what people are saying. It's crazy because we were talking about how everything is moving so fast. And, like, even my teammates, like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. And then there's boom, boom, two days. And so things move really fast over here. But for you in terms of like Champions League, uh, you guys got out uh, of your round. You guys came in, is it considered the lucky losers? I don't know, the three, I don't even know. It's, is there a name for like the three second place teams? I've heard that before, but I don't know if that's accurate.
3: It's lucky losers slash best seconds.
1: Okay, best seconds. So you guys are one of the top three, how it works in Champions League for anybody who doesn't understand. There's five pools. Uh, The top teams in each pool get out and then the next three second place teams with the highest amount of points get out You get put into a pot You can't play a team that you played in your pool and then it's quarterfinals out and you play a home match and away match two legs Whoever wins that matchup wins and moves on to the next round and so um, Zoxa as Eric said is scheduled to go to Dinamo Moscow Um, really quickly just in terms of like where your team's at, because you guys haven't lost in the Plus Liga, um, what has your experience been like just to this point in the season playing in the Plus Liga compared to the Russian league?
3: Ooh, it's it's different. A um, couple of things. First off, being I think we all know being in first versus in Russia, I was always around like fifth or sixth. It's different. It's a different mentality. It's a different way of approaching every game. It's a different way that your opponents are approaching you. So we've all been in, in both of those experiences. We've all been winners. We've all been down in the, in the table, I'm sure, at some point. Um, so that's different. It's, it's fun and it's challenging and it's, it's, it's nerve wracking to know that every team is like, we're, gonna, we're coming after Zoxa. But like, as athletes, that's also what we want. It's, it's what we strive for um i do think polish volleyball compared to russia is different it's a little bit more um i'll say creative a little bit more like recycling a little bit more um tactical and that's been different in russia it was all about bombing it was all about blocking like passing is kind of like last priority defense (laughs) is like oh maybe (laughs) like if you get it up cool um so I think us versus Dinamo is a very Polish versus Russian match. It's going to be us trying to be creative and figure out ways to win versus them just bombing and blocking. And we know that, they know that. That's just how we play and how they play. So I think it it's going to be a really I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I'm not going to say battle. I think that's a, a poor choice of words right now. Um, <laughs> A very interesting a very interesting game but it's different i think both leagues are strong i think it's just different volleyball and you i've had to adjust a little bit and learn how to play and it's it's been it's been fun though
1: Who, who's your favorite player to watch like in the plus league because to me the plus league is one of the like the coolest leagues to watch there's just so much creativity yeah. um Ooh, I think you play with one really of my favorites.
3: Question. Well, I play with, like, three of my favorites. <laughs> or, like, four. Like, these are the guys I was watching last year. Like, I had signed my contract, so I was watching a little bit closer. But um, I think, like, the surprise slash he's my friend slash I think he's a, a great player is Marcin Janusz, my setter this year. He... I, I describe him like float like a butterfly, sting like a bee kind of flair. Like he's so casual. He kind of just like walks around. He plays the piano. He doesn't like ever shout or like laugh or scream. And then on the court, he's just like this fierce competitor that delivers the ball really, really well. And he's um, just a nice guy, a really good player, super solid. And I think when we entered this year, because we do have a different team from last year he was like the biggest question mark that people were always like on like oh eric shoji versus torski okay national team players cool like um norbert hubert versus kohanovsky national team players cool um and then tony uti tony uti versus janush how is this ever going to compare and it's been really fun to see him like feel that pressure and work really hard and then Just be a really good setter. Um, I know that Mike and I have talked about him. He's just playing really well and in control of our team. So I think he's my favorite. I'm trying to think of anyone else in the Polish League. There's so many good players. I don't know. Do you guys have a favorite players, Micah, that
0: I can
2: bounce off of you? Joe, you had somebody in mind already.
1: Yeah, so recently, Semenyuk has come, I don't know. I love watching, like everything, like tech technically especially blocking for some reason i love watching him block yes. and it's a really weird skill to like say that you love but his te- uh, technical ability to block is insane like um and yeah. obviously like he's super like he's just clutch in general um i don't know the Zoxa team for me has always been i think for everybody when everybody thinks of like zox as that crafty sort of cagey team that's just yeah. ext- extremely disciplined and those are my favorite teams to watch um, Slivka for all time Has always been Like all, a lot of players yeah. That you're playing with Are um, Really enjoyable to watch And then just across the league uh, I We said it before even Micah went there last year That you Look at the Polish league And Every single team There's just guys You never heard of that Aren't on the national team And <laughs> you're like High level yeah. players Are killing it in the Polish league um, I don't know Micah You're for in sure. the league So you. I think you have I like For me it's just as a I fan I enjoy the, like
2: Watching the, the phys- Physicality of some players Like Takvam playing with Joshua Ninga is like pretty fun to watch just because he is a monster, man. He is a monster. Um, Ben Tata does some things. I think he's probably one of the highest blocks in the world. He's got to be up there. Yeah. I saw that one last
3: night. Saw that one last
2: night. (laughs) Dude, some of his triple blocks, I'm like, he's like, people say chest over, but they don't mean it like like him. Like he's actually chest. His over. chest is over the net. His right. chest—it's like yeah, his chest is over. Which is the actually like to be, to really say that about people. I don't know that there's there's five people in the world that are doing that. I really don't think there are. So I yeah. think those two players, um, just there's just some big boys, and I like seeing big like Wukashik, from from Josh's team is yeah. big. Um, yeah, there's a lot of physicality.
3: I think. I think there's, like Joe said, there's a lot of players, like, you're not going to see on the national team. For example, Yostrampia's middles, like, you, you're you not going to hear <clears> about <throat> them. They're not on the national team, but they're, like, consistently hitting 600 and blocking like, a ton of balls and serving hard. So, they're, like, kind of the core to their team, but you've never heard of them. Yeah. So, it's it's that kind of league where a player is going to come out of nowhere in, in a way and be really really good so it, it's a good league it's a challenging league there's a lot of i i echo joe's um like like to watch sam and you play he's his block is like beautiful <laughs> i know that's like you said it's weird to say but he just has really good technique in pretty much everything he does and something that you love to see in playing with someone he's also very professional and works his butt off so it's like it's nice to see that he's just not like an asshole or like a dick and just like doesn't care he puts in a ton of work and you can you can see it on the court so that that it's i love to see that versus like just seeing someone play well you know at least he works at it
2: i will say the the polish league and it's probably different for you because you came from russia i don't know what their work ethic is like but the Polish work ethic is, is like, in my experience, a lot higher than most other European countries. Like, the, the European volleyball, not like stereotypical European volleyball player is not a big, like, weight room like fanatic. And these guys are pushing it in the weight room. And they yeah. even, even after they're staying and always doing extra. So that was something that stood out to me as well with the transfer, especially in France, where people are just chilling
3: yeah I agree with that I mean in Russia our workouts even like pre-season were max like hour and a half and I know Mike and I have talked about this but getting here it was like two and a half hours of legit working and for the listeners out there like I am not built to work (laughs) out for two and a half hours (laughs) so it was um (laughs) it was tough like i've gotten used to it and obviously like in week lifts are much different than preseason lifts but boys I was dying i was yeah, dying yeah. so they, they work hard here and then, i mean it's it's good to know at least like when you face them in the summer and and they beat you or like it's a hard match you're like okay well at least these guys work hard versus some other teams you're like i know that guy doesn't work hard the french when and... we were
2: when we were training <laughs> i know like not to get off topic but When we were in tour training for the Olympic qualifier, do you remember when we did the joint practice and we were lifting and these guys didn't lift a weight? They were just chill. Like we had two groups, like the first team practice with their first team. And then the second team we would lift and then practice after. And these guys did not hit the weight room. I've never seen a more like chill freaking second team that just, sat in the stands and all of us are like sweating, dying of like pushing super hard and they're just, but yeah. they can play some volleyball, so.
3: They can play some volleyball. Props to them.
2: Yeah, overall, it's been good. I mean, we have the Polish
3: cup this weekend, the semifinals are on Saturday and the finals are on Sunday. So hopefully we can come home with the gold there.
1: Who you guys matched up with on the, so I, I didn't get a chance to look.
3: So we're we're playing Gadons, who is number nine in the league, and Yastrembia is playing Rosovia on the in the other semifinal.
1: And for me, for your guys,
2: semifinal, but (laughs) (laughs) could have those guys kicked. We could have had you. Holy cow, Gadons. That's the
1: one. That is one thing that's crazy about volleyball markets, because there's two perfect examples for me that is just like. For me, it's kind of mind-boggling of how that works. Because I was trying to think of an example of like us, some of the major leagues where that's happened. One is Compa going from the league champion to a team that's not even in the playoffs right now. And then in France, Khan, who won the French League last year, was in dead last for like two months. And I don't understand how that type of stuff happens. Um, Because in, in volleyball, that happens a lot where budgets can just... Like teams make like one bad decision and then you're in last place, but that shows, I guess, the strength of the league and also the Kampa one was really was really interesting. Like he had obviously, I think the deal had been done before the end of season, which usually happens. But to go to a play, team that's not even in position after you, he was he won the French League. He beat the team that won Champions League last year in the French Championship, or sorry, the Polish Championship. Yeah. Um, can you like just in your opinion, where can the volleyball? The structure of the market improve because I have a, I have a also uh, an idea of where I think it could improve, as well as maybe areas that it uh, is already uh, pretty strong compared to other leagues and other sports across the world.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm that knowledgeable, but it is really interesting to see players sign in like August or September at the start of this season for the next season i know last last season in zaxa like zatorsky and kohanovsky signed in october or november for restovia for the following season so it can i mean there are conflicts of interest whether you believe it or not if you sign a contract that early and i know Grabenikov signed in St. Petersburg before his last season in Trento, even before the season had started. Wow. Or wherever he was. I don't remember. So consciously or not, like you you're, you're thinking ahead whether, you know, whatever. So I think that is really interesting. I think that kind of sucks. Maybe you could like delay the signing date a little bit longer, maybe at least make it in January. Who knows? Um, I've never signed so, a contract before January, like bef- in, during that year. So I don't. maybe that's one thing that could change. I don't really know. It definitely create, that that's a year? really my good energy. point. My,
1: my proposition is that you June 1st, July 15th is your signing period, always for the following year. And maybe because that's so every you, league's you done. Like period. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that would protect a lot of clubs and protect a lot of players from getting into something they don't want. Because you, you everybody's done by that point. Champions League's finished up. And you give about like a, what is that, a 50, 55-day 50, period, 45-day period, where everybody, all the leagues, that's when you can sign in that period. And it allows everybody to really have a good understanding because so many players will sign something and then something will pop up and then they're dealing with the buyout clause. It's like in that period, everybody can sign um, from every league. And outside of that, then you have um, – then there's other like – Whatever stuff and uh, regulations that can happen if a player wants to, uh, wants to like switch teams or something. But I, that's how I feel like it should, be, it should happen. Nobody can sign for the next year before that. Um, because I just feel like all the time stuff like that happens. And I think it kind of ruins the other markets in at times and it hurts the other markets. And just like markets moving at different places creates really, and I think it'll help protect the players in general, uh, in terms of getting into something yeah. that, they regret later on so people like obviously there's player unions in like these major american leagues and stuff and i don't know the logistics behind that but always protecting players rights is for me in the back of my mind how do you continue to do that because frankly in the volleyball market it's not done very well i feel (laughs) through agents Mm -hmm. and all this stuff like i don't know um you just hear a lot of stuff that's kind of shady so which is interesting the i know there's a lot of business yeah yeah, the uh, I know we have to jump off pretty soon. Mike is Mike has got a quick turnaround today. Um, I just want to ask you in terms of like heading into the end of season, like is Zoxa putting a lot of pressure on the team to win Champions League again? Is that something that you guys feel like coming coming off of obviously winning Champions League last year? What are the expectations for that? And then the French league, like how do they uh, present that to you guys as a club?
3: Polish league, Polish league.
1: That's the most important thing for Zaxa. <laughs> no, no, you said oh, French um, league, no, Joe. No,
2: French yeah.
3: league. Yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Polish league. Thank you.
3: Um, I, in terms of Champions League, I have heard nothing in terms of we need to win or we need to advance. We, we, we needed to advance out of the pool. At this point, I have not heard a single word about expectations or that we need to have a certain result um i think the team we want to win and obviously they won last year and they want to do it again but in terms of like the the feeling from the club i think we're completely free and feeling good about that so that's cool that's a good cool part about this club is that they don't really say anything and the same goes for the Polish Cup and the Polish League. Like, there's the inherent pressure of being number one and and always being in the final or, or being up there. But I haven't heard a single thing, like, whereas in Germany, I heard from the president, like, we need to win every game, that kind of thing. Like, I haven't heard a single word about that here. So it's a cool thing. I think they put a lot of, um, like, we want to win, but they also know that. Teams are good. Teams are coming for us. And we just got to work and, and try our best. I haven't heard zero about results. So that's pretty
0: cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, Eric, thanks so much for hopping on the show. We know you had a busy day today. And uh, stay safe out there and look forward to watching you in Champions League and in the PLU's in the League. I know. Thank you. Your Thank you. Friend of the show, Eric Shoji. Always good talking to him. Um, Just a reminder, like I said, when it comes to politics, we don't know really, really much. But when it comes to volleyball, we can talk volleyball. Uh, So we're going to stick to our our, our subjects there. Um, But it's good that, you know, it's cool seeing that Zox, a a high-end club worldwide, is like also like, it seems like they're doing a really great job of treating their players right. Because you don't hear that about all the clubs, no matter how high-end it is or how great of a club it is. Yeah. So, it's good to hear stuff like that because there are crappier situations out there. But, yeah, um, good to see you staying safe. Boys? Gage? Joe? Micah?
1: I'm glad to see you safe. I would say most major clubs, though, take pretty good care of their players. They're not getting the top players because they're treating them crappy. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, they might put more pressure on here or there, but in, like... I mean, in terms of treatment, I don't think that's usually an issue with the major clubs.
2: Especially because the better players get have a lot more options and a lot more power. Mm-hmm. So you just can't get away with as much.
0: You want, you want to talk about power? Let's talk about the Lawnmower 4.0 presented by Manscaped. Power, precision, yet sleek and beautiful. Lawnmower 4.0, Joe. What is the promo code for our Manscaped viewers listeners out there? <clears throat> viewers are Same listeners. one
1: as it's been the past two months. It's volleyballs, all cap, no
0: cap. There we are. Volleyballs. And also, for a good time on and off the court, keep you nice electrolyted. Use a promo code for Doctor Price electrolytes, add some twenty for twenty percent off. Telling the boys to add system send them. I don't care. You can send a letter to Doctor Price. You can send an email. I don't care. But tell them, I always hear on the commercial, everyone's like, tell them, tell them Jerry sent you. Tell them the out-of-system boys sent you. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, if you ever got to reach out to Dr. Price, just tell them the ooze boys hit you up. Um, and then you take some water, you take some Dr. Price electrolytes, and you make some ooze juice, baby. Uh, to be patented. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Alright, just remember. Can't handle the heat? goddamn the damn kitchen. Then it's been another episode presented by Atmos System.